As the year draws to a close, we look back at some of the big issues of 2021. This interview was among the most popular business podcasts. Take a listen. Well, most South Africans have heard of Gift of the Givers and the founder and the man who drives it, Dr. Imtias Suleiman. Uh, Imtias, maybe just by way of background, there's quite a lot of rumor circulating uh, social media and elsewhere that your warehouse uh, was looted. Well, actually, well, it's not true, number one. And secondly, it's actually not my warehouse either. It's a warehouse that was used by a person who was a volunteer, a business person, who used to work with us and in the Port Shepston and South Coast area. He used to do deliveries and distributions. He would call us and say, people I need here, can you help? So we would send him supplies in advance. He would park it off in that warehouse. And within a day or two, he would deliver it. Now, unfortunately, in January this year, the volunteer, his brother, and his father, all three succumbed to COVID. I lost all three of them. And as a result of that, you know, we couldn't use the warehouse anymore. We had no supplies in there. Only, we only came to know about it ourselves when we saw the post on social media and we saw our signage in that warehouse, which we realized they had put a sign inside the warehouse, but it actually wasn't our warehouse. The tragedy of this all is that he had served the people so well, and yet people found it appropriate to come and loot the warehouse, and eventually they even burned it. Extraordinary. It is a strange time that we're living through at the moment, and your services are going to be more necessary probably than ever before in the aftermath. Yes, it's already coming. You know, I mean, it, 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 on Sunday, when it started on Sunday, it was okay. Monday, it was fine. And then suddenly the calls started coming in, strangely enough, from private hospitals first, and then public hospitals saying, we have two nurses on duty, our patients are hungry, we can't get oxygen to them, what do we do? We don't have enough staff, can you help? We can't, we don't, there's no place, we don't know where to access food, everything is closed, there's no transport, the roads are closed, what do we do? Medical workers calling in saying, we, we can't get to work, our patients are suffering. So that was the first call was from hospitals. Then within 48 hours on chat groups and our calls flooded with one request. Our babies need milk. And some babies need a special type of milk depending on the type of conditions they had. Because nobody had prepared to have, nobody was prepared for this and nobody had supplies in advance. So that was the second request. By the third day, widows, old people, people who are ill, 84 years old, 74 years old, we're hungry, we have no food in our house. And then around the same time, very well-healed people, expensive homes, and ordinary people, and all types of people. Where do we access basics like milk and, and, and bread and those kind of items? And then the clamor just grew. People were in desperation. What do we do? How do we get it? When do we get it? How do you respond to those calls? Well, you know, you, 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 the advantage of, of having the group chat is, Swami, you, you'll be, it, it, the resource Africans are very resourceful. Swami will put a post need milk powder, need baby stuff, I can get it from somewhere. Somebody else will say, bread is available from somebody else. Thirdly, someone will say, milk's available here. Here's a list of pharmacies that are open. Oh, I'm a pharmacist, I'm opening 10 to 1, I'm in a certain area. Give me the list of things that you want. You'll find it around the country, those kind of messages go out. But quite often, by the time you found that it, it's the guy's already left, or you can't get the stuff, or he doesn't have the stuff that you want in, 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 in his stock, he doesn't have it. And they can't get it from the wholesaler. And unfortunately, in terms of medicines and medical supplies, the, the large numbers of chemists were destroyed, and even pharmaceutical wholesalers were destroyed. The other thing is, why is people putting on this list? 
something even greater happened. The guy will say, or the lady will say, please, I can drop it off, or you can fetch it at a certain point. There's no charge. Two bread per house, or one milk or two milk per house, there's no charge. Just tell us how many you need. Sure. How are you seeing this developing from here? I, I, clearly, you know, people who, who are religious um, will think there has to be a purpose. There has to be some reason for all of this uh, which is being visited upon us. I'd be fascinated to hear your thoughts. Well, there, you have to look at it. There's four categories of people involved in this. The one is the pro-Zoma camp who said they are resetting this thing up because it's a political issue within the ANC. Then came the criminal element, the looters, the ones who took this as an opportunity. Finally came the most dangerous of all, the agent provocateurs. This thing was not done spontaneously. This was well-driven, well-organized, and it's clear. I call these people traitors. Mm. They are people who are trying to destabilize the country. Nobody attacks pharmaceutical industries which helps people. Nobody burns ambulances and attacks paramedics. Nobody stops hospital workers and nurses to go to, to hospitals to give assistance to people of all races. Everything done here was negative in the interest of South Africa. And if you're saying you're this, doing this for the people of South Africa, there's something seriously wrong with your narrative. So you are the traitors. And the fourth one is cannon fodder. Ordinary people who are hungry, many of them are hungry, that's a fact. We witnessed that over the last 15 months. And opportunists, guys who are driving Mercedes, BMWs, 4x4s, rushing in to catch in, cash in on the TVs and all those kind of items. Pure opportunists, but not dangerous. And you have a woman with a child and all types of people, you know, students, university students, all cashing in on the opportunity. Again, not violent people, but opportunistic in what has happened. Now, if you look at all this, the narrative started when, when people started defending themselves, where the government has dismally failed its people and its citizens, you find people started defending themselves. And the third force then used that as an opportunity to divide and rule and create the hype around race and bring in race uh, conflict to, to support the aim. Fortunately for the country itself and the maturity of the people on the ground and several leaders you know, among the community from all race groups stood up and were not going to accept this. You would find the black, white, Indian and colored will stand together and say, we're going to defend this. This is not acceptable. People in different parts of the country said, this is not acceptable. And what was the turning point when Santaco and the Taxi Association, Association said, we will not allow this to happen. No more malls are going to be, to, be, to be attacked. Your question is, from a religious point of view, what has happened? It has united South Africans in an incredible way. I've never seen so much of goodwill and support for each other. Where communities who looted, People are saying, even among those communities, the hungry people, we need to go back and help them. Where people are so forgiving and wanting to help each other and said, we need to stand with each other, make things available, go to the informal settlement, see what their needs are, help, you know, and, and, and informal settlement people will come forward and say, do you want us to be part of the barricade? Do you want us to help and protect to make sure looters don't come inside here? It's an incredible spell. Like I've never seen anything in this my 29 years of working in disaster in South Africa. Extraordinary. So there is an upside. There's a great upside. You know what? South Africans are not going to be used again to, to be divided along race lines and any kind of issue that tears us apart, whether it's race or anything else. The sentiment and the narrative from all groups is coming that we must stand together. 
And what was absolutely encouraging is when the corporates started for, for a calling in their numbers, we're still busy. There's a few of them saying, we want to help. Now, they've taken a big knock, many of the companies. They, the malls have been destroyed. Shops have been destroyed. Chain stores have been destroyed. It is those same very chain stores, Woolworths and Checkers and others calling and saying, look, tell us what you need. Banks calling, Standard Bank, Rand Merchant Bank saying, what do you want? Just tell us. They've taken a decision like Standard Bank phoned me last night. In 30 seconds, they approved 15 million rand. And it's that kind of sentiment that's coming from corporates to say, we need to help our people who are in difficulty. People are saying, where do we can access medicines? What can we do? You know, doctor surgeries have been burned. Blood bank was raided. Pharmacy is affected. And, and, and people are saying, you know what? We'll stand together. We'll support each other. We'll put up funds. We'll hold each other's hands and we'll go forward. Incredible. I've never seen anything like that. And how can they help? How can those who are um, feeling this goodwill, this, this uh, human spirit, uh, support and and, uh, and and help to make things better? Well, right now, you know what? The, first, the most important way is financial contributions. That's the best way right now. We don't want to fill warehouses. You know, we, there's, there's still an element outside who's trying to loot. So we need to give it another day or two for more of the troops to come in. You know, there's only about 800 on the ground in case they didn't. They've approved 5,000. I, I don't know when the other ones are going to come. But once things are more secure, then we can take items in kind. But in the meantime, stock is available Things can be done. Distributions have started. We're starting with hospitals. We've already started with hospitals and old-age homes, orphanages, places of safety. We're busy distributing there. And many individual groups are busy with different communities and trying to help, whether bread or milk or whatever, baby milk powder. But to answer your question, the first one is bank, you know, cash contributions. Corporates can call us directly. You know, we can speak to them directly, and a lot of them want to do contributions in, in a big way. In fact, the other thing that has happened, a lot of corporates have called and said, we have so many staff in this province, KZN province. Can you help us get stuff to them? We can't reach them. They can't get the stuff. We'll provide the funding. That's another option that has been taken, and a lot have called for that purpose. My bank details are on our website, you know, and, it, uh, and the toll-free line is available if people want to discuss further, 0800-786-911. Or if you want to call me directly, 083-236-4029. When we're ready for the more bulk donations in, in, in kind, we are preparing special warehouses. We're waiting for clearance for people to give us those warehouses. We're looking at planes, helicopters, small planes, shipping, and one additional point. South Africans from UK, Ireland, Denmark, Netherlands, New Zealand, Australia, Dubai have all called, already starting campaigns to support us.